2022 saw some incredible re releases for tabletop RPGs, and we're here today to give you our top five choices, our five, top five picks of 2022. Jason's going to join me here in a second, so stick around. We're going to give you our top five, and maybe there might be some crossover. We'll see. Hey everyone, welcome to Victory Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show, we're doing our top five tabletop RPGs of 2022. Uh, this is uh, probably a little bit later than we probably should have had it out, but we definitely wanted to get make sure that all of the entries for 2022 were out and we could nominate and select as many as we, we could possibly uh put on our lists um sometimes we do a top 10 list I, I thought this way this this year we do some top fives just so in that way and we bring on uh, a second person so it kind of gives you a, a top 10 list uh, when you combine the two lists together we'll see uh there might even be some crossover uh on these lists so uh be on the lookout for that uh but yeah it's been a great uh, Great year for a tabletop RPG, some really great uh, great releases, some stuff that uh, were pro was probably del was delayed, you know, from 2021 and finally released in 2022. Some stuff that got out, you know, right on time, too. So that was great to see as well. Um, I'm going to remind folks that if you enjoyed these top, ten, top five lists, uh, hit that like button down below. And if you uh, are coming across our content for the very first time, hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you as part of our BCG community uh, where we do all sorts of content, actual play reviews, interviews, um, just all sorts of stuff here on uh, on the show uh, that just focuses on tabletop RPGs and, and games. All right. So without further ado, I know I say that a lot, but without further ado, let's bring on Jason uh, to do our top five lists of uh RPGs of 2022. Yes. Jason, what's going on tonight? I am super happy that games are flowing again. They are. Uh, <laughs> it was great to see. Um, yeah. After all the snafus and fumbles and goofiness of the past couple of years with shipping and distribution and paper costs and all the logistics, it's nice that things are finally getting moving again and new things are arriving to people. Absolutely. Um, if there are any, I'm, I'm uh, before we, we dive into our list, uh, I'm going to remind folks that if there's any entries or any games that we don't mention, and that because uh, we, like I said, we only did five each, uh, so yeah. some of it uh, we had to kind of hard go, to pick. Yeah, it was it was hard to hit pick five. Um, but if there's any any games that we did not pick, and put them in the comments, let us know. Um, probably, I'm hoping that some of them would have been, you know. Would, would have been later on our list if we did top 10 lists. So anyway, all right. Oh, Dirigo says, got our oh, advertising notice nice. yesterday. Awesome. Awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I, I heard it was supposed to start over. shipping in January. Yeah. Yeah. So good to know. All right. Uh, Jason, I'm going to let you go first and uh, you can give your top five. Uh, you want to go with number five? Yeah. We'll start off with number five. My number five is later on in my list is later on on doug's list uh do we, do we want to talk about it now no no we don't want to talk about it now no no we'll wait we'll wait okay we'll wait all right so this is the one game that did cross over our top five yes list. and it was nice to see that it was on both of our lists we'll see what it is 
put a comment in in the chat if you if you can guess what, what <laughs> if you would like to is. guess <laughs> um, i would love to I'd love to see what uh, people guess it is um so yeah so jason's number five is higher up on my list um so i guess i will start with number five you my will number five is uh i kind of have a number five a and b <gasps> cheating i know and the reason for this is because it uses the same system i feel like it's like trying to pick your favorite kid, uh, you know, as a parent. Um, these are two different IPs that I grew up with uh, that are a big part of my childhood. And when this was announced, I was super, super excited about it. And uh, yeah, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't pick one of them or the other. Can't pick between your favorite kids. I am a, as you can see <laughs> behind me, I'm a big Transformers nerd. So and I love G.I. Joe. So my number five is from Renegade Game Studios. It is the Transformers or G.I. Joe role-playing game from, from Renegade. Um, even though I'm not a huge fan of this uh, Essence 20 system that they've built, um, and now that uh, all this other stuff is coming out at the, the beginning of this year, um, it kind of is smart on their part to uh, do an Essence 20 uh, system now, looking back on it. Um, so, yeah, I, it's it's a D20 system that also has like a secondary die. Uh, the secondary die, depending on how good you are in that attribute or skill, um, it, it goes up all the way, I think, all the way up to a D12 Um and yeah, it's it's not quite as elegant a system as, as I would like, but I am super pumped that we're getting RPGs based on of, uh, cartoon RPG cartoons that, that I grew up with. Uh, I watched Transformers and GI Joe all the time growing up. I even like there was some mornings, you know, I, I would be late to school because I'd be watching Transformers episodes uh, and, and it, my, you know, my mom would have to like pull me out of the house just, just to, uh, to get to school. I used to sprint home from school, literally, because I knew <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got out of school at the end of the day too. school had, ended at three and I had to be home for the three 30 because at three 30 GI Joe came on and at four o'clock Transformers was on. The fact that you can play as these and role play as these, these characters that, that you maybe and then you're not really playing just like the Star Wars RPG. You're not probably going to be playing the characters that you that you're that you know uh, that are tied to the IP. You're kind of making up your own characters. Um, yeah, just so to interact with them because you know it kind of lets you do your own thing. Uh, we've done our own. I did my own Transformers uh, RPG with the Cortex system. I thought that was fun. I gave it a little you know very G one ish feel because um, those episodes were very very uh, wacky. Um, so I think that th this system does a pretty good job of that, of capturing that. Um, I don't really like how you can just play, you know, the G.I. Joes or the Autobots because I feel like uh, some of the cool parts of those IPs are the bad guys. Like, you yeah, know, but that's I tough to play in a group, though. What's that? That's tough to play in a group if you want it to play is. like you know it two is. GI Joes and two guys from Cobra. Like, Rrr. but we've <laughs> seen other we've seen episodes where some of those 
characters have switched sides before. You know, Dinobot and Beast Wars like switched over to the Autobots. Jetfire, you know, in G1 was originally a Decepticon and, and he became an Autobot. So I would love to see, you know, I guess you could just kind of make that as a, a, a kind of homebrew it and stuff. Um, the other thing you that I would do, there's game mechanics you could introduce to play yeah. that as well, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be that hard. It just would have been nice to have a little bit more of that. Um, the other thing that, that I, I'm sure that they're probably going to have like a beast supplement so you can play as the Beast Wars area characters, those types of characters. Um, and then the combiners, like that'll probably be its own supplement too. Um, they kind of reference the combiners in, in the, the core rulebook for Transformers. I know I'm going to talk a lot about Transformers just because that one's the one that came out the last and that's the one I, I you know, just read uh, most recently. Uh, but yeah, I... I had to put it on my list just because of that nostalgia factor. And I I still am buying all the supplements for these games just because I want to support the line. Because I'd rather have some sort of Transformers or G.I. Joe RPG out in the market than none at all. Because, man, I... Yeah, sometimes just even a moderate amount of support to a system will keep it going. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't exactly. take a lot. Like, if all you even, even if you just buy the core, the core book and walk away and just take some ideas from it and use it as inspiration for something else yeah I've it, them all. it tells it tells the publisher that there's value to the line and if everybody does something like that then it will continue and be refined and expanded and that's what you want in your games in, in the the collector side of me and the uber fan of both ips you know i went out and bought the really nice collector's edition books so that i could have them on my shelf but i don't see any gi joes on the shelf behind you i don't have any gi joes on my shelf i i did have some at one point uh, i've got a lot of the classified line that, that just that hasbro just put out um but i don't i don't have them on display i had all my i had all my kung fu grip guys sure <laughs> um so yeah, so the, my my collector's copies are, are on the shelf, and then I use the the standard editions for for just reference and for reading and, and all that and for playing. So yeah, I could not put it on my list. It had to be had to be on my list uh, at some point. And why not put it at number? <laughs> he number he wouldn't be Doug if there wasn't a Transformer or a GI Joe in there somewhere. I I love those IPs, and and I really really hope that we see more of that i mean the, the new uh, earth spark show for transformers is, is pretty solid um and supposedly they're putting out some some new gi joe's you know shows and, and i heard uh, that there, there was a rumor that they were working on something from an um i'm not sure if it's going to be the same style of, of animation as the newer transformers uh shows where it's like that uh what do they call it like shoot cell shaded uh, uh, cgi kind of thing yeah i, I, think, I, I, think, I think that might be a cool way to treat uh, gi joe yeah I don't know. I, I just liked all that stuff. So yeah, that made my list. Number five, Renegade Game Studios, Transformers, and G.I. Joe. Um, I did play the, the the Power Rangers RPG. I didn't really grow up with Power Rangers. We played it on the show. It was fine. We had a good time. But if you liked power if you like Transformers and G.I. Joe, you generally didn't like the Power Rangers. Yeah. They were two very different crowds, despite being in the same overall genre at competing for your sales dollars. And, and I will say that that first book felt like it was more of like one of their first, it felt like one of their first RPG books. It felt like they, they, they definitely refined some things for the, the GI Joe and the transformers. And it felt like a more finished product for those, those yeah, product lines for sure. Yeah, for sure. Transformers GI Joe, my number five, a and B for my top five RPGs of 2022. I didn't do any a and B's. 
That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I, I kind of filled in for your for our overlap. There. Oh yeah. Okay. Fair. 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 Yep. So you're you go ahead with your number four, my friend. My number four is an interesting t- twist on games. Uh, it's Carbon Gray from West End Games. Uh, it is based in a 1900s era world that never happened. Uh, it's diesel punk with a little bit of mysticism thrown in. Uh, uses the D6 uh, system. Again, they use a, a variation of it because it's from Magnetic Press Play. They use a variation of it called the Magnetic uh, System, which uh, uses the D6 pool system, which is a system that brought Star Wars to fame many years ago. Uh, they've basically stripped it back to its basics, and it's just a pool system. You know, you have 3D6 in dexterity, and you have a target number to roll over, and that's basically the rule set right there. So you build your dice pool out of your skills and your uh, whatever ability goes with it. Check any modifiers, roll your dice, and you're done. You only need D6 to play. Nothing too complicated. And it's very... Um, it's They take a lot from 1900s era Earth... Uh, in that there's Axis and allies pa- fighting against each other. Their reasons for fighting are somewhat different, but it's very trench warfare, down and dirty. Like, if you've ever seen the difference between steampunk and dieselpunk, steampunk is more austere and refined and renaissance-based. Dieselpunk is very down and dirty and gritty and, you know, messy. Yeah, no, I, I this was, this would have been probably my sixth or seventh on my list for uh, for t- if it were if we did a top ten list. This is a gorgeous book, by the way. It's it really is. really well done. I yeah, and J- Jason, <laughs> you want to show the corners of? Yes, of actually, here I'll show Look, you. Open hey, up take a look here. at this. Like this is the corner. The top corner of the book is rounded, and all of the pages inside are also rounded like, edges. Like that's just like one of those little design like. It makes the whole, and it's it's 100% saddle stitched as well inside. So this book lays perfectly flat on the table. It's you don't have to fold pages or anything. Yeah, it's just a great product, and and this is Magnetic Press Play's first foray into the RPG. Their first shot at it, and they did that. Kudos to them. Like I'm super pumped for for whatever else they want to put out because yeah, I'm, I didn't know I'm, I needed rounded corners on my RPG yeah. books until that product. It it just it feels so like it well oh, it doesn't it even does. feel nice. It just when you open the book up it looks just so much cooler. It, the, it's laid out and of course this is this is based on a, a graphic novel as well. Um, yes. Just, an excellent graphic novel. Yes, and and it just sucks you right in. It's just so well laid out like Gaska did a great job on this game, and I, I'm so pumped that they brought back the West End Games D6 system. Um, it needs all the love in the world. It, it is does. such in a good fact, system. I hope now, because of everything that's going on, we get to see more of this D mm. West End game system. Um, one thing we should point out, we should also mention, is that not only did they put out a, a book, an RPG of this, but they also put out a deluxe box set which is amazing. <laughs> if you love this setting at all, like if this setting at all interests you and you want to pick up the RPG book, you should definitely pick up the, you should definitely take a look at it. I'm not going to say you should definitely pick it up because yeah. you, know, you know your, your financial situation, but the minis are great. Look it's at how gorgeous snap. those dice are. It's got, yeah, those it's got dice are dice. amazing. Uh, it's got... It's got awesome, like the cards are really well done. It's got a hardcover copy of the the RPG book in the bottom of the box. Yep. Like so. So you're not getting the, the box, like 35 page stripped down version of the rules. You're still getting everything. 
Exactly. Exactly. It, it's it's a terrific product. Um, it's and there's not so many minis that you're never going to paint them. Probably. That is a great selling point. Yeah. Like there's only, I think, 15 minis total in the box with all the little bits and bobs you get with it. So that like you can have those painted in a couple days tops. So you don't have to look at it. It's like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get to this. This this game. More people should be talking about this game. I'm honestly surprised, given the popularity of Star Wars from West End and its D6 system, I'm surprised that the Star Wars fans didn't leap on this. I think had this been a bigger IP, like this is a game that would have probably been in top three, like it'd be a, a top three candidate on almost every single like, you know, content creators list. But I think since Carbon Gray is kind of like an, like, I wouldn't say it's not well known, but it's like one of those things that, that if only if you're like really into the whole, you know, graphic novel scene. Mm-hmm. If you um, like steampunk or diesel punk, you've definitely heard of Carbon Gray. Exactly. But beyond exactly. that, maybe not. Yeah. Um, but it's super well done. Uh, Gasket put it away, put, put, uh, made a, like a solo uh, RPG yes. book for it. That, that's Actually, you can play the solo well. mode with just the core book. Yeah. I mean, the dude just, thought of everything for this game and i yeah i i want to see more of this from magnetic press play i can't wait to see what what their next endeavor is the the instructions in the book also are very player friendly like there's nothing convoluted or complicated because it's a simple rule system to start with but when they speak to you as the reader they speak to you as a gamer and not just a purchaser. Like there's a point in the book where they actually mention like, Hey, go raid your closets for more D six. Even though we include two perfectly good sets with the game, you're going to need, you're probably going to want more just in case, you know, and it's just little comments like that throughout the book where it's like, just, you know, like something like, Hey, you're a gamer. You're going to need an extra one of these. So, you know, add one. It's, it's a terrific set. It's a terrific game. If the you art's love amazing. It. Even the pages, actually, they, they did higher production quality on the pages, even. Yeah. Like, it's not your standard. Like, if you have a, a, a player's handbook, for instance, those pages are not bad. They're okay. They feel all right. But these pages, they feel deluxe. Like, they feel nice in your hands, oh, yeah. like, just flipping through it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't speak highly enough of this game, and it just barely missed my top, my, my top five. Like it really would have been either six or seven on, on my list. And in fact, if we probably did honorable mentions, it definitely would have been mentioned in the mm-hmm. chat. So I'm glad yeah. that it was on your top five. Um, it should be on many more content creators, top three or five lists in, in general for for 2022. Cause it, and I'll tell you what, magnetic press play. Let's take a look and see what let's this time next year. Yeah. Let's, let's see if they've got anything else in the works, because if they do, it might be something that's, um, I would, even if they decide to continue, like if they happen to l- enjoy the look into everything for this one and let them play in the Star Wars world, I would not be sad to own some Star Wars books Dude. with that production quality. And especially could if they do imagine, the corners again. Could you imagine, could you imagine the, the craze that would happen in this industry and in this hobby if they got this, like, yeah. Like so many people play the old version of I do. Star I Wars D6. Right yeah. There. Like there's, there's a whole, I'm not, I don't even want to say underground. There's a whole online community that loves the, that original version of the game so much that the rules have been updated. They have a living rule book online. Like 
there's whole massive communities around it because it's one of those systems that stands the test of time. It doesn't feel silly. It doesn't feel too easy. It doesn't feel too complicated. It's functional. It does the job properly. And people realize that and just keep chugging away at it, which is awesome. Super excited. Let's uh, number four, very well worthy. And hopefully more people will take a look at it now because uh, it's definitely, definitely high up on my list as well. So my number four, let's uh, my number four is a game that I'm surprised doesn't have more buzz with Mork Borg being as popular as it is. I'm surprised that this game hasn't just taken off as well, because this is very, it feels kind of more Borgy in a way. Um, it's very indie. It's very rules light. It's very kind of dark. I, I don't, it's an amazing book. As soon as I saw it in person, I had to get a physical copy because I bought it in PDF and I loved it. And as soon as I saw it in person, I was like, oh my God, this book is terrific. Just like Carbon Gray, this book is gold, like just in the production value. And that book is Mazes from, uh, from Ninth Level. This game, I'll tell you what. If you don't have a copy of Mazes, you should go pick it up. It is super, super rad. Um, you basically are, your archetype is is like a, a, a specific die. And it is so good. Um, we did it on the show. Uh, <laughs> I think it kind of did us more than we did it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, if we're being fair. Absolutely. It's got some, the interior of the book is like that like paper, but it's like, and it's black and white, but it's, it's so old school, but yet new kind of school mechanics. Yeah. It's, it feels. You, yeah, that's it. It feels like an old, uh, like an old book you'd find at the back of some random bookstore, but it plays beautifully. Yeah. And, and the, the, I can't stress this enough. The production quality of the book is amazing. Um, ninth level is kind of known for doing some like, like, I don't want to say lower end, but, but like lower price point, I guess. Uh, yeah. Probably, less flash. Yeah. They're, they're a little bit less flashy. So when yeah. I saw this book in person, I was like, Holy crap. Ninth level just up their game and they're like going after the industry and they're going to show people that, yeah, you can make like a, an RP, an indie RPG that is rules light, that is super fun that is kind of dark and creepy a little bit. It can be. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite that, but it's it's definitely definitely more more fantasy. Um, and just put it in a really nice package in, in, in that book. And so, I, yeah. And I, if you I backed it on the Kickstarter, it came with these really chonky, huge yeah, dice. Really it was a, dice. They were so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't stress this enough again. Uh, I love this industry and how everybody's just going for it with production values. Like that's, what's going to like, I don't, this industry, you can get away with charging a little bit more when you have a really nice product, like as far as production wise. So I love the fact that people are taking that into consideration when they're making these games. And so like people like magnetic press play, like ninth level, they're making not only just great games, but really nice products to put in your hands. Like the whole industry needs that. 
Like I, I know people are out there doing this and, and, but man, it doesn't take can, a ton to really make a unique product. It really like, it's not like you have to spend an extra $150,000 no. on, on paper costs or production values or anything like that. Just small adjustments to make it unique and to make it feel uh, like it belongs in that game. Exactly. Will sell product for you all by itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my number four mazes from ninth level games, Chris, you know, you're, you're my guy. Great job. He actually said at the end of that adventure that we played that we were the only group that he had ever run through that initial adventure who missed every single clue. Yeah. (laughs) Which seems, it seems about right. It's very appropriate for us. Yes. Yeah. Well, all right, Jason, you're number three. My number three goes with the background in my virtual display right now. This is actually uh, something that you got if you back to the Kickstarter. Um, my number three is Iron Sworn Starforged. It is a beautiful game from Tompkin Press. Sean Tompkin being the man who actually did most of the production on it. Um, it is the sci-fi version of the original Iron Sworn, which was actually a gritty, grimdark, um, hack and slash, uh, sword and sorcery sort of game. Similar play systems, um, very simple rule set. That is what you got if you back to Kickstarter that you're seeing on the screen right now. You got the PDF, you got the physical copy of the book. It is a, a small book, though. It's um, similar in size to Mazes or uh, Tiny Dungeon, if you've ever had Tiny Dungeon. Uh, the reference guide is all of the major tables that you need in the game in a nice coil-bound book. Um, and the cards for it are all just data cards for your own use. So if you get an item, you can just grab the card and keep the card handy instead of having to transfer all that information to your character sheet. You can play this game uh, anywhere up to, I think they recommend no more than four or five players, actually. Uh, One person running the game, two to three people playing. Less than that works just fine. And there is a solo mode that is very well thought out. Um, I'm actually going to be starting a solo campaign for myself. I've played the original Ironsworn actually before, and I really enjoyed that quite a bit. But this is a great game if you wanted, if you ever wanted to be um, just a random explorer on your own, you know, like a single guy on a ship, you know, just exploring space and seeing what comes uh, comes to your life. This is a, an excellent system for it. And it's got a really great dice mechanic system. It's just a D6 and 2D10. That's all the dice you ever need. You roll your D6. That's your, that's your, your own dice. You modify that dice. You roll 2d10. And if any of the, uh, if either of the d10 come up with a result less than what you rolled, that's a success. If both of them are lower, that's a great success. You get partial successes and then you can get misses. And you narrate your own game with this. So you decide if you miss something or if you have a partial success and you're trying to do something, you decide with some prompts on the cards actually and from the rules themselves in every situation what comes of that and then you progress the story based on that so it's like a guided solo role-playing game and it it is awesome the the book reads wonderfully so this is this is an rpg i'll be on i'll let folks know that this is an rpg on kickstarter that i backed at the pdf level and i regret not getting the physical copies like I, this is one of the ones where I'm just like, God dang it! I should have, I should have got the, uh, should have got the physical copies. Uh, I was very impressed. PDFs. 
Oh yeah, there's lots. There's lots of PDFs uh, that come with it. Um, there's actually uh, complete uh, play assets for it too, so you can just print for yourself, or you, I mean, you can even write it out if you really want to. The sheet's not that complicated, but it comes with all the print and play assets you could possibly need for it, and they're all easy. They're all black and white. There's no, you know, you're not going to spend a fortune printing these suckers at your local uh, Kinkos, or I think you guys have Kinkos in America, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, your local printer, you're not going to lose a lot of money printing these things out. Uh, yeah, I, I'll probably pick up a physical copy here when, when I get a second. Um, again, it's it's a sci-fi it's a sci-fi RPG, and I knew I should have just like bit the bullet and 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 pledged and, and got the uh, physical copy as well. But you know, it is what it is. I, I just sometimes you go. You can't back everything yeah, at the exactly, physical level. Exactly. It just I, I do like to support a lot of a lot of RPG publishers, and I have kind of pulled back and 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 just backed at like PDF levels. Uh, on, on a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, I've I've had to do that myself this just year. Just because I want to support them yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Um, but this is one that I was like, oh man, I should have gotten it. But I've got a lot of sci-fi RPGs, so I'm not super bummed. That, that, <laughs> it's uh, been a great RPG. year for that genre, actually. Yeah. Like yeah. So, just in general. Oh well. This is one that yeah, Jason, since Jason uh, is bragging about it so much, I'm gonna have to have to pick up a physical copy. <laughs> I blame Jason this time instead of Jason. Yeah, actually, you. nine times out of ten, it's Doug influencing me. This time, it's my turn. <laughs> At least this is a cheap one, Doug. <laughs> All right, my number three um, is a game that I is it's it's popular. It's a popular game. I didn't think I was gonna like it. Like I'm not a big fan of this RP this this IP. Um, I just know that the community is really big on this on this one, um, and I, when we announced that, uh, when Freely announced that we got the uh, the rights to this game, uh, you know, to 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 partner with sophisticated games, uh, yeah, I knew it was going to be a really nice looking product. I didn't think that the rule set was going to be something I'd be into, but my number three is the One Ring. Uh, second edition from Freely Publishing slash Sophisticated Games. Uh, this was so much more fun than I anticipated. Um, we played this on the show. We did the, the the adventures out of the starter set, and I had a blast. Like the the rule system for this game just feels right for this IP. I don't know how. Just like Alien does with the D sixes, this system feels right for the Tolkien, you know, uh, universe. It's beautifully laid out. It won an Emmy for interior art. Uh, I love the fact that they kind of gave it that, that, that this look uh, of like, that it's like from that era. And then yeah. you've got that beautiful, beautiful splash uh, color uh, illustrations from, I think they're from Martin Grip that uh, are in the titles for, uh, for the uh, chapter title pages. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Almost every two-page spread is literally a spread too, which is really cool. Yeah. So when you lay the game, when you lay the book out on on an individual page, it looks like just a single scroll of parchment. I didn't think I I figured this would probably make my top ten list. You know, when when games were being released, I didn't think it was going to be this high. And man, I'm surprised I, actually because I remember when it first came out and you guys were doing the actual play because that was one that I wasn't in. 
you were like, you were all like, ah, it's you know, it's the One Ring, you know, in typical yeah. dark fashion. You weren't you weren't enthused by it. My wife's a huge Tolkien fan. She loves she loves to read all the books. She's watched all the movies. We you know we were watching Rings of Power. Like she loves it. Like and I don't mind it. It's fine. Like I'd rather I'd rather like watch like Star Wars or something sci-fi <laughs> instead of that. But like I a lot really... of a lot of people find it awkward to play in Middle Earth because. <laughs> They expect, oh, you know, when's Bilbo going to wander by, or when's Gandalf going to show up, or Aragorn, or Legolas, or whoever. Yeah, uh, it, it just playing with this rule set it uses a D six plus a D twelve. The D twelve goes one through ten plus a, a, a I have Sauron and a Gandalf rune. The Gandalf rune counts as an automatic success. So I like the fact that you basically have a one in twelve chance of running of getting a success, even if you're not really good at something. Like, I like yeah. that. I like the fact that you've got hope to kind of like, and there's even a hope mechanic to add more D6s yeah. to roll with that D12. <laughs> but it's like, it's like there's something about rolling a D12 knowing that, okay, I've got a 1 in 12 chance that I can probably succeed. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel as bad as rolling a, a, a D20. When you're able to get like, like AD6, you're like, exactly. ooh, ooh, this is rough. <laughs> um, so yeah. The shadow I, mechanic is nice too, actually. The touch by shadow mechanic, mechanic I like that very a lot. Good. That was a, just, an excellent way to implement that. I, I I never played the first edition. I'll be honest. I so like I said, this this second edition just kind of threw me, for, you know, caught me off guard, and and I really enjoyed it. Um, I will say that uh, Freely did a great job with the starter set as oh, well. Yeah, that map in the starter set is so gorgeous. So even if you're a little bit of even if you're a slight fan of Tolkien. I think this is worth picking up and it is definitely, definitely a, a huge like factor in the success of 2022 for tabletop RPGs is this new edition. And I was so glad that uh, I enjoyed because, you know, I, I usually like, like freely games. I don't know if that's well known or not, but uh, uh, I, you know, I heard a thing or two, but uh, yeah, this, this one uh, definitely, I wasn't, I was like, eh, maybe this will be something that I might not be as into, but man, I really, really dug it. So yeah, check it out. The one ring from freely publishing slash sophisticated games. The, the core rule book's awesome. And so was a starter. Mm-hmm. It has that nice uh, fabric cover feel to it as well, which I love. Nice uh, freely yeah. does such a great job of that. Yeah. All right, Jason, I think this is your number two, right? Yes, my number two really fought hard for me. I'm, I am a huge fan of this system in general, um, and it is uh, Index Card RPG, the Master Edition, by Runehammer. Um, it's a very simple, very uh, well. I shouldn't even say simple. It's a stripped down version of your standard fantasy role playing game. Basically, they took all the mechanics and look at, took a good hard look at them and said, "Do I need this?" Or is it just a representation of something? If it was just a representation, it got tossed. So you're, you don't have stats. You have bonuses. You still have all of your major um, uh, major game abilities. You know, you have you have your strength and your dexterity and that sort of thing. But all you have is a bonus. You don't have a score listed to it because the score isn't really relevant. Only your bonuses, because your bonus is what modifies your dice rolling. Um, you use all of the polyhedrals. Um, each one has a different function in the game. Um, and it, it all represents effort towards beating a target number. Every room comes with a target number. So your dungeon master will say, hey, the difficulty for this room is 12. Everyone rolls on that target 
Nobody has got anything different. There's no different armor classes. There's no stats. There's no tables to look at. If the DM says, hey, the difficulty of this room is a 12, everyone is rolling to beat a 12. That's it. And it has the standard modifiers for uh, for rolling systems. There's easy, there's regular, and there's hard. Easy being a minus three to the difficulty, hard being plus three to the difficulty. And all of your dice roll towards effort. So you have a D4 represents a certain kind of effort. Usually it's tools. Um, a D6 might be weapon effort. So all of your weapons have the same effort. So that's the only real difference that you have. Um, you roll, like say you roll, uh, you have a long sword. You roll your D6, you roll six. If you have plus three strengths and your sword maybe gives you another point or two, that's your total damage. So rogues do the same, have the same damage potential as a fighter. Wizards, same thing. And then it's all just the loot that you have that modifies what you roll. So it's a very intuitive, very easy system. Um, it's designed to be fluid. So your dungeon master will say, hey, you've beaten five of the seven goblins in this room. I'm going to crank the difficulty of the room down by two points. So it's a very dynamic, very fluid system as well. And it's so ridiculously open-ended for creation because monster stat blocks are only hearts, a couple of special abilities, and that's it. So when you want to create a character, you can just say, hey, I want to make um, uh, an uber orc. Uh, so you just maybe give him an extra heart or give him an extra point of damage on something. You know, it's, it's that simple to create for this game. But the PDF has everything you need. It comes with the entire book and all of the print and play assets are provided as well. Nice. Uh, Runehammer uh, Brandish Skillhelm uh, is what he goes by on the forums, or that's who he is. Um, he will provide you with anything and everything he can to help you play this game. He is that involved in his own game. He's had so many people come by and who are like, hey, I can't afford the PDF. And he's like, mm, well, you know, maybe um, if you hang around for a while, I'll drop you one. You know, he's that kind of guy. Nice. Yeah, I, I love uh, Runehammer's art. I think it's really, really it's very iconic. This is the uh, copy of the Deluxe Master Edition. This is the uh, the Mage Lock that he puts out a lot of his artwork. Nice. Um, I was I bought this thing so instantaneously that I bought it from the wrong store. <laughs> okay. All right. He was like, "Hey, it's live on a store." And I was like, "Bye." <laughs> and then afterwards, he was like, "It's live on the American store." And I'm like, "Wait, what? Where did I buy this from?" <laughs> oh, so you bought it from. I bought it from the United Kingdom, which actually was a good thing because it got to me faster than the folks in the States. <laughs> so this is this is a game that you've always, I mean, all year long. Uh, oh, yeah, this is this is my this is my system that I go my go to system for everything. Yeah. So at one point I actually went out and I tried to find a copy of this just so that I could bring it in. I'm like, if Jason's raving about this, I need to bring it. I need to see what these time I need to you know, just, just pick it up, pick up a copy. It was sold out everywhere. Like, yeah, you couldn't find a copy for a long time. And that kind of tells you how popular it was um, in, in 2022. I do think that Modifius went back out and, and did another print run. Yeah, so they did probably... do another print run. And now um, uh, Runehammer himself has a uh, storefront set up. Uh, I'm not, if you just Google Runehammer, it'll probably pop up. Um, he can sell it. Well, he does sell, uh, not the master edition right now because he doesn't have any copies of it left again. They've mm -hmm. already, I think the second printing is actually almost completely sold out as well. Oh, is it really? Yeah. But, um, if you can get a copy of the, of the, um, the collector's edition version, it's worth it. It's a beautiful yeah. book. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely have to pick one up because, uh, at this point, Jason, it's on your top five and I heard about it all and in 2022. So he just came out with, uh, one of the guys on the forum actually asked and he said, yeah, sure. Take the assets, do what you want. 
there's a foundry module for uh, ICRPG available from the Runehammer store. Um, patrons of his got it for free, which I'm one of. Um, it has everything you need to play. The entire core rulebook is in the foundry module. Wow. So if you want to play virtually with your friends, it has all the character creation, it has all the assets, and it's literally drag and drop onto your character sheet. So you don't have to be typing or anything like that. If you get a piece of loot, click, drag, drop, it's on your sheet, go. Beautifully uh, done. Gray Day says you can order a print copy on drive through. Yes. Can you get you can you get the master edition though on drive? No, you cannot get the master edition through drive through RPG. You yeah, can get the well you, sec, sorry, that's not true. You can get the master edition. You can't get the collector's version. There, that's the difference. You get you get just the soft cover version, which is still. I mean, it has everything. It's there, you're not getting anything extra in the master edition. It's just pretty, and I like it. Yeah. Again, <laughs> again it's one of those things where it's like I don't mind paying a little extra to have a little nicer product. But yeah. Uh, actually, Dirigo, definitely... they do have their own version. They have uh, ICVTT that is also made by one of the guys on the forum, which you can use completely for free if you join their forums. Um, they will give you access to it. You can, uh, you can, it, ha it doesn't have the rule book in there. So you're going to need the rule book yourself, but it has all the dice mechanics. It has target number options. It has lots of icons you can drag and drop. It's a very stripped down, um, easy to use VTT. Very cool. All right. Let's get to, I'll get to my number two. My number two is actually an RPG that's based on an, a board game. Um, and it's by a company that does, PBTA games, probably the best in the industry. They, they, they're known for some of their best, their, their, their PBTA, PBTA games, Powered by the Apocalypse games, uh, I think most of all. Um, this is a game that I think was originally supposed to be out in 2021, but of course with everything that was going on, it got delayed into 2022. It actually shipped, I think, towards the end of 2021 and finally got to backers the beginning part of 2022. And that would be Root, the RPG from Magpie Games. This is a beautiful, amazing PBTA game. And if you want to play like a woodland creature that's super cute, that, that actually, even though they're cute, there's some like really great there's, dynamics. There's a lot of badass cute yeah, creatures. <laughs> exactly. Um, they did a great job with the uh, the there's a, an alliance fact an alliance mechanic I believe I think that's how it's called where where basically if you interact with certain you know different alliances or factions in this in woodland community uh, in this world I guess you know sometimes you have better uh, you're, you're more more well known or you might uh, you might have might be notorious for something. If you love PB if you haven't played a PBTA game and you like the root board game, this is a must buy. Um, this is just super well done and it was well worth the wait. Uh, I actually have both copies. I don't know where my, oh yeah, it's down there. Um, I've got both copies. I've got the, this, the special edition. I've got the regular edition uh, just because I think it's really great. I love the fact that they took this board game they didn't give you a whole lot of background on the board game, like the world itself. They kind of leave it open to the players to kind of interpret. And so not only are you living in this board game world that Root takes place in, but you're also kind of like creating your own canon for it, which I thought was super cool. Um, the other thing that I will tell folks that if you pick up the core rule book, you also want to pick up the, uh, the, uh, 
outsider the travelers and outsiders book i feel like that adds a lot more to the core rule book um you can play just the core rule book by itself but it, it, i think having both books is definitely the better option with uh with, with this game uh beautiful again another another uh company that does some really high quality books of course now they've got avatar coming out so i think uh, I, i'd love to see more root supplements coming out later on in the year uh for this year but we'll see i i don't know if this is it for for yeah. the rpg i don't think it is um i was talking to um one of the folks that was uh repping for uh magpie uh at comic-con and she said there's still lots to come from root um nice. if anything the roadblock i think she's mentioned might be the artwork actually they were waiting for artwork oh, because yeah. the fellow that does the artwork yeah, is is extremely busy right now <laughs> he's doing he well he, he's pretty much their artist for all their games and, yeah and so, yeah he's, he's quite well, busy right now and, and i, I, I got to look at the books though and th- man are they pretty they're it's not it's not really a game that i'm super interested in uh as a as a regular player of that kind of thing yeah. But man, those books, you just, you pick that book up and you just, you want to take it home. You want to adopt the book as a pet. I think it's, it's kind of what I hoped Mouse Guard was. Like, I'm not a huge yeah. burning wheel system guy. Yeah. So I really, like, when I saw this was coming out by, by Magpie, I was super excited because I knew that I love, yeah. you know, PBTA That's... games. If anybody's going to do a really solid PBTA game, it's going to be Magpie. Yeah. And, they did a great job with this game and most and, and, tried to be a little too edgy yeah that was it was a little bit too down and dirty like it was more um like to reference a video game that folks might know for it is uh, a plague's tale requiem is very it's it's that sort of gritty darkness kind yeah. of rats this, and this creatures doesn't and, uh, quite have that it, <laughs> it's definitely but there are some great uh you know there's lots of opportunity for that if you want to play like oh, that absolutely but the system on its face doesn't say ah we're gritty and dark we're just like hey we're cute little adorable animals and we have axes <laughs> and, and if you haven't taken a look at this uh, there's a couple of quick starts that you can download they did yes. some free rpg quick starts so there's like three yep. different i think quick start products there's like a basic quick start and then a couple different ones that kind of have uh adventures in them go download those, are, those from, yep. from they're all freely RPG. available they don't cost yeah. a penny yet um, just to see if it's something that you'd like. So, yeah, my number two is uh, is Root, the RPG for Magpie Games. All right, Jason, go for it. Your number two. My number, my, no, my number one. We're oh, down to my number one. one. Sorry, your number one. Yes. My number one is, no surprise, well, maybe a little bit of a surprise to some folks, um, is Cyborg from uh, Stockholm Cartel, um, based on the Morkborg engine. This is a beefed up version of a dystopian cyberpunk style world. If you've ever wanted to play cyberpunk in a world that is on its last legs, where you're down in the sludge and the grime and the crud with the bad guys trying to make your way and not get wasted, this is the game for you. Um, Where it differs from a lot of things like um, cyberpunk red and stuff like that is this is a much less hope filled game. It's much more about scraping by and getting like, just, you know, making it to your next, uh, making it to the next mission, um, or, or surviving as long as you can. It's all about the grim darkness of a cyberpunk world. And it is such a gorgeous book and it reads so amazingly well. Every page has lore for the world. 
but it's the kind of lore where it's just a couple of lines and then you get to imagine the rest. There's no three page dissertation on what every corporation has. All they say is, Hey, this corporation specializes in body modification and, and they're scummy about it. And they do all kinds of terrible experiments on people. And that's all, you know, after that, it's up to you to make up the rest of it if you want. And then, but it's all based on the Morkborg engine. So it's really easy to pick up and play. All the character creation is the same way. Um, there's tables to roll on if you want to do that, or you can make your own character. And it's just a, it's an excellent raffle stop of a game. Not for kids. Um, no. The 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 theme the theming of this game is definitely not children oriented. Um, you could remove all of that if you don't want to show kids the book because the, the, the imagery in the book, while not specifically terrible, um, is definitely not bedtime story worthy for children. <laughs> I got to see an early copy of this at Gen Con and I loved it. Uh, it's definitely a lot thicker game than, than Mork Borg uh, as far yeah. as the book. By is like a, almost a hundred pages. Yeah. I, this will probably be my go-to cyberpunk uh, RPG. I'm not a big cyberpunk guy. Otherwise this would probably be higher up on my list. This, this if we were to do a top 10 list, it like carbon gray and, and cyborg would be right there, like nipping at the heels of, of number five. So uh, it's a great, great production value. Uh, what else? They did a great job. I'm, I'm excited just, for this game. And, and I like it because it allows you to play a cyberpunk world with a single book. You don't need any expansions. It's not a big book either. It's a standard Morkborg size book. And you can be playing in a half an hour at most. Yeah. And then it's all just, you know, it's, it's mostly role-playing. It really is. There's a few cool combat things that you can do. And there's lots of neat little modifications you can make to your characters, be they body mods or equipment or gear, stuff like that. But I, that's, this is why I love these games for, from Stockholm is because they're pick and play. You don't have to spend, even as the GM, you don't need to spend a week making an adventure up, you know, just come up with a cool idea generate a few rooms and you can even do that. They even have generators for this game, just like they have for Mork Borg. Yep. You can generate your own guys and they have, uh, they also have foundry VTT modules for that. And other, I think other modules are, or other VTTs are supported by them. I'm not sure. Um, maybe roll 20. I'm not, not entirely sure, but it's super easy to play. And there's no, there's, they take all the chunk out of it. And that's what cyberpunk needs. Cause so many cyberpunk games get bogged down in the minutia of, the technology and the world is you know, it just drags everything to a halt. Absolutely. That's a perfect number one. I love it. But my number one was also your number five, Jason. Yes. And I like this one a little bit better than, than, uh, than uh, cyborg. And again, it's a Stockholm cartel game. Most of the people <laughs> already know if they've listened to this show enough. A great guest that are right off the bat. One. Yeah. He actually did guess it when you told people to guess. He was like, yep, yeah, I got it. <laughs> it is Death in Space from Stockholm Cartel. I love this game so much. I think I have uh, quite a few. I have like, I think two or three copies of this game just because I, I, I just dig it so much. Uh, I love the fact that it just gives you so much player agency. It gives you, uh, it takes, again, it takes those Morkborg rules and adds more meat to them and so you've got uh, you know your hub which is like a spaceship or a space and you get to station. build your spaceship yeah that's the cool thing about this game not only do you get to build your character you get to build your ship with your group that is awesome yeah it, 
the it's got its own setting that you can actually play in if you want the tenant system or you can just kind of make it up you know your own system your own setting if you want if you like shows like firefly killjoys dark matter or movies like outland or uh, the expanse event horizon any of those crazy type sci-fi shows this is the game that that will help you represent that world properly edge of the universe is closing in on everybody and just kind of just gonna wipe everybody out and this and it's i don't like but it's not as bleak as more Borg is i think no yes yeah like this is a world that is i think they say the the universe is shrinking in this game is that that not the mechanic the universe is, is actually compacting on itself so there is that you know drive to get things done in a hurry i mean you still you have lots of time if you need it but um this game best represents that sort of play style. So if you want to be just, you know, you know, just like, you know, the Firefly, what is it? What they say in Firefly, um, get a ship, get a crew, do a job, keep flying. Yep. Like that's, that's, that's this, that's this right did. here. Like yep. I didn't particularly like the Expanse RPG when it came out, but I kind of want to pick it up as a PDF right now to use as setting fodder for yeah. Nathan Space. I, I, there's like a whole bunch of mothership, uh, oh yeah like adventures that i've picked up to, yep. to just specifically run this in in fact we did one uh, on this show where, where uh, we uh, we kind of modified it and yeah. modified it and, and played it for for death in space because there's pigs so in space and, and, and you know and that's the beauty of that game right it's just so easy to kind of just pick up and plug in and play and again yeah. this has an online generator so if you want to just spit out a character real quick you can if you want to do a, a hub or some sort of space station it can generate that for you too and you just get up and going and playing and yeah i i love this christian carl did a great great job on this product i love the foil. Yeah. again like the, this is um this is this is the uh the deluxe yeah. edition if you wanted the deluxe fancy cover i, did, I kind I of did that one i'm a little bit torn uh, now that i have this one every time i see the original one i think i might just end up picking up a copy of that as well i, I yeah i i love this game like it, it literally if anybody were to say, hey, let's play Death in Space, it'd be like, okay, let's go. Let's go right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, for it. sure, yeah. I was really bummed when I couldn't make the last actual play that you guys did. That really, because uh, I, I wanted to continue my character. Because that was one of the cool things about Death in Space and even Cyborg um, on top of that is everyone knows that Morkborg is very fatalistic. Like you have a couple of hit points at best and you can die. You're so squishy. You die all the time. Sure. It's not It's not a long form game, really. Um, but in death in space and in cyborg there's survivability options available to you like you have more hit points you have more options to stay alive and there's a point to staying alive in death in space it's not designed to be a meat grinder where you you know you die in the next the next door over another character steps out and says hey guys i'm here to play <laughs> Uh, a great day uh, also says you, you had both you had both my three and five uh, my three of my five uh, iron sworn mazes one ring I have into the odd and the souls odd. of the serpentine I actually thought into the odd was gonna be on your top five list I, yeah yeah mm-hmm. I was it's just it's, it's only five it's only five Doug right. into <laughs> the odd would have been in my top ten let's put it that way it probably would have been maybe nine or ten but it would have been on my nine uh, on my top ten yeah I haven't um, heard of swords of the serpentine I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to look at that too. So, 
All right. If you have a game that you would like to uh, to suggest us to check out that we didn't mention in this top five list, let us know in the comments. Uh, I'd love to, to to hear about it. And uh, Jason, I want to thank you for giving your top five mm. list uh, again for uh, 2022. Uh, we'll have to have you back on uh, for uh, top five list for 2023. How about that? Sure. Yeah. Kept it under an hour. I'm looking at my clock right now. <laughs> uh, I will uh, I, I will remind folks that if you enjoy these top five lists, hit that like button down below. And uh, if you uh, are coming across our content for the very first time, we'd love to have you as a subscriber. So hit that subscribe button. Uh, we do all sorts of content here. So uh, we try to do it fairly regularly when I'm not on the road doing events and appearances and stuff. So yeah, I'm excited for 2023. It's going to be a great year for RPGs. It's going to be another great year for RPGs, which is awesome to see. I'm happy right. to see things like getting, like I said, getting back in, in flow yeah. again. It's so great. Sure. All right. That's going to do it for this uh, this top five list. Remember, winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victorycondition gaming.